of you on your visiting here this morning. My name's Julia. Um, it's so awesome to have you here with us this morning. And um, as the team has mentioned, we are launching our third campus this morning, which is incredibly exciting. And uh, we actually have a few photos that they have sent through this morning. Doesn't it look cool? So this is out, there's Jeremiah and Sarah, the new campus pastors out there. And um, yeah, they are cranking into it. And you know, we just want to take a moment and, and just pray for them, right? Because we know that God is going to change lives over there. And we are so excited by the way that he has um, the provision of, oh, look, there's more photos. I thought there was only two. Cool. So they had the team, the, oh my gosh, the tech and worship team have just done an incredible job transforming the space. Are there any more or is it just that? Yep, okay, just that. Cool. Um, you know, the whole, the whole thing has just had has God hands, God's hand on it. You know, he, he planted this area in our heart um, quite a while ago now and then with 2020 it was a dream that we really felt to, to park and, and surrender. And, and then God has just worked in ways that we never, ever, ever could have imagined. And his hand and his provision has just been so incredible. Um, you know, some of you would have heard the story that he, about the incredible buildings that the construction company gave us for a dollar, which is just unheard of. And, you know, we're so excited going, okay, God, what are you preparing us for? For that space and for that region, and um, you know, as a as Owen campus, we have so I've been able to finance into it. We have been able to sow team into it, and and you know, and it's an extension of us. And so we get to celebrate it. We get to take encouragement from the way that God has miraculously provided a building, because who knows that that is what we are praying and believing for as well, right? And we will be faithful to steward our time well. But we we can take encouragement that God is for us. God is working in incredible ways, and um, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, no, actually, I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to pray before I forget about it. So, would you join with me? And we're going to pray for the team as they are launching this morning. And Father, we thank you so much for seeing your hand on how you have just brought provision and how you have um, brought together seemingly impossible situations to birth this new campus. And, and Lord, we are thankful for it. And Lord, we pray for the team right now. Lord, we pray that they will be well equipped for the work that you have called them to. Lord, we pray for people that are coming in, for the some we know for the very first time to church this morning. We pray that their hearts will be soft and open to the things of you. Father, we pray for an incredible sense of the presence of God in that place this morning. Lord, may they tangibly feel your presence. May they know Emmanuel, God with us. And we pray that you will knit them together as an incredible family, that as they serve Jesus together, as they build your kingdom, Lord, they will know you working in and amongst them in the most amazing and miraculous of ways. Father, we thank you for the work there, Lord. We thank you for the lives that are going to be transformed and changed because of it. And so, Lord, we pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone who agreed said, Amen. 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 Cool. So if you guys do get a chance and, um, you know, venture out and have a look, it has been amazing. And, um, yeah, is Wayne here this morning? Is Wayne, can Wayne here? 
No? Um, he has done an incredible job building an awesome pizza oven. There's going to be a young adults night out there tonight and like the, the community and outdoor area that they've got is just amazing and that is his handiwork. And, um, so we're just, we're just so thankful. It's such a cool, cool space. But um, I was out there a couple of weeks ago as we were doing a working bee and I was connecting, oh, can I grab a timer, please, Sam? Um, and was connecting with some of the team that are going and hearing some of their stories of, you know, of, of why and, and how did they end up being a part of this Kuwaito plant. And, you know, I was just, I was just so encouraged. And, you know, we, we have been talking and being reminded again that we are called to be on mission wherever we go, right? We are all called that as part of the mandate of being a follower of Jesus is to be on mission. And, and you know, interesting just hearing some of these stories, how in this capacity in the season, they felt to be on mission to go and be part of planting these campuses, as, you know, some of you guys were and, and coming out and starting and planting out here. And, you know, there was one couple that, um, do you remember earlier this year, Carlos, those were over 60 to stand up and to pray for them? And they were mortified. They were mortified. They were kind of newly 60 and they were like, <laughs> but they faithfully stood up. And Carl had a word that actually these were the generals of the faith and that God had not finished with them there and it was time for the generals to stand again. And they were quite impacted by that. Still mortified, but impacted at the same time. And... Then they went along to the co-mission course and they were so just impacted by the stuff that they were like, man, how did, how did we not know this? And I'm a big advocate for it. We're going to be doing another one later on this year, so if you haven't done it, head along. But, you know, they, they really allowed themselves to be open to the Holy Spirit and what he was doing. And, um, and from there, they had some really serious conversations because they were really impacted by the statistics and the numbers around the people that don't know Jesus and have never had an opportunity to hear about Jesus. And between them, they had a really serious conversation where they went, what are we actually doing? Like, if we sit down and look at what we are building in our lives, what are we actually doing and what are we building that's really important to us? And, um, you know, and I commend them for having a courageous conversation like that, right? And for them, they felt like, actually, we are in a space where we have capacity to, to go again and to do more. And so what, what could we do? What could we do that is going to make an eternal impact in people's lives? And then we had the stand series and, um, and we launched that we were going to be starting a new campus as part of that. And they went, actually, we can play a significant part in that. And they have just been incredible people in helping to, to take the team into what they have been willing to do in order to carry and, and help get that off the ground and what they're willing to carry on the campus. And I was just like, man, how awesome is that? <laughs> you know, there's another one and who's been involved with planting churches and campuses and stuff before, and when they heard about it, they went, I could say yes and go again. And again, I commend them, because they've already, you know, been involved in a lot and were like, and actually, I can I could go again. I could be a part of this. I know how I know how to be a part of this. I know how to start these things. I know how to and to go and say yes. There was one young adult that we were we were water blasting the outside of the building together and asking him what his journey had been, and he said, 
I just had this really deep sense that I knew I was being disobedient if I didn't. And so he's like, I was like, yep, I'm in. I'll come. How cool is that? You know, and there's some others that have gone because they've said, actually, I know that my skill set is needed. And so for a season, I'm going to come be part of it with the goal of raising up others to fill their spaces. And I just think, how awesome is that? All of these different reasons for saying yes and going, yeah, we are going to be part of it, that we are going to make it a priority in our lives to be on mission and to see God's kingdom advance out in that area of Christchurch. You know, that they said yes because they want to be a part of discipling and training people so that they will be able to share with what God has done in their lives with others. You know, we want to be a church filled with people who live their lives on mission. We know that Jesus said to his disciples in Matthew 28, 18, Jesus said, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. We know that scripture, right? We talk about it a lot in church. But I was looking at it again as I was thinking and praying about the team this week. And I thought, man, so often we start with therefore go. But I think verse 18 is just as important. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. It is in his name, on his authority that we go. And all of the rest happens. There are a few times in Matthew where he records Jesus referring to his authority. And I thought this would be interesting to have a look at. So look them up. And in Matthew 10 verse 1, Jesus calls the 12 disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. In Matthew 7 verse 28, Jesus, when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as the teachers of the law. See, the teachers of the law quoted other rabbis to support their own teaching, but Jesus spoke with a divine authority that was different to all of them. In Matthew 16, verse 28, Jesus says, Truly I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Here he was talking about the new kingdom that he was ushering in. John refers to it also in John 2, verse 1 and 2. Just before he was arrested, Jesus says, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son, that your son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people, and he might give eternal life to those who are given to him. We see his authority demonstrated over creation, the stilling of the storm, walking on water, changing water into wine, to name a few, the feeding of the thousands from the few loaves and fishes, and then the raising of the dead. But now he himself has been crucified, is raised from the dead, and is standing before his disciples, 
and says, All authority on heaven and earth has been given to me. In this moment, his authority has been asserted in a way that they have never seen before. Remember, they know that only God can raise people from the dead. And if he was just a crazy man or just a super spiritual man, he would still be dead in the tomb. But because God had raised him from the dead, and it showed that God affirmed that Jesus was everything he said he was, and then now he is standing before them, saying, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. He has now stepped into the fullness of his authority. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, all of creation and everything within it must now bow its knee to Jesus. That's an incredible moment, right? It is in his name and under his authority that he is sending the disciples out to carry this important message to the world. It is in his name and under his authority that today we carry the same message. It's a bit of a silly illustration, but I was reminded of the movie Sweet Home Alabama. I'm sure most of you have probably seen it. And there's this woman, and she, there's a few knowing looks, is it a favourite? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's this moment when she's marrying this other guy, and she's even got to the point where she's walking down the aisle. And all throughout the movie, there's been this little old guy, and he's been chasing her down, and they've all thought he was some kind of reporter or whatever, trying to, like, stop the marriage. And he finally, finally gets hold of her. And in his desperation, as she's walking down the aisle, he runs down the aisle behind her and is like, Stop! You can't do this, Mrs. Carmichael. And she's like, what? Why? And he's like, because he signed the papers, but you didn't to her ex-husband. And he's like, you're still married. And she's like, oh, oh. (laughs) And then, of course, like, you can watch the movie. I don't want to spoil it for you. But I was reminded, I'm like, Why in this man in his desperation would he go in and run down this aisle in front of all these people he doesn't know to to break this up? Why? Because he was under the authority of the law. And so he had permission to be in that place, right? He had a message that he carried under the authority of the law that needed to be delivered. It's Jesus' command and under his authority that we go into all the world. We have permission to go and to carry his message because he has been given all authority in heaven and on earth. And he's the one asking us to go and to share the hope that we have found in him. He has given you permission to carry his message into your home, into your school, into your neighborhood, into your workplace, into that university. 
How does that change our mindsets? That everywhere we go, we are there with the permission of the one who has all authority on heaven and earth who has sent us into that place. You know, let's take a moment and look at how the early church advanced as they then received this call and carried it to the nations. Just for a minute, I want you to turn your eyes to the screen and watch a short video that looks at the different, the kind of the speed and proximity to which the gospel, the early gospel spread. Every time I watch it, I'm amazed at the empires that have risen and fallen over the, over the years, right? And that video is from, um, from Co-Mission, so for those that have done it, you'll recognize it. And, um, you know, you would have seen the, the big, the rise of the Mongol Empire. And, um, you know, I encourage you, those that, that came along, you know, remember the Mongols. But come along as well and find out why that was the greatest missed opportunity in mission or history. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it. But um yeah, that's helpful. Sorry me out. Computer says no. Um the early so the early church took that command and under the authority of Jesus they carried the message to the nations. And it isn't it amazing to watch how it advanced and how God spread the word. And I want to look today a little at the Silk Road. Some of you guys would have heard about it. It was a trade route that went from China to Western Europe. It went all the way along the northern borders of China, India and Persia, and ended up in the Eastern Europe near today's Turkey and the Mediterranean Sea. So in a minute, you guys will be able to see a picture of it. The Silk Road was important because it helped to generate trade and commerce between a number of different kingdoms and empires. This helped for ideas, cultures, inventions, and unique products to spread across much of the settled world. See that? How far it went? It's amazing, eh? 
And as you would have seen on the diagram when the gospel started to spread along that way. It was called the Silk Road because one of the major products traded was prized Chinese silk cloth. People throughout Asia and Europe prized the silk for its softness and its luxury. It was also used to trade tea, salt, sugar, porcelain, spices, luxury goods like cotton, ivory, wool, gold and silver, all different kinds of things. Merchants and tradesmen travelled in large caravans in order to protect themselves, often on the dangerous roads. They would have many guards with them, meaning that there were many people that travelled this road for a variety of different work purposes. You have the business people, you have the travellers, you have the guards, you have the drivers. Few travelled the entire route, with most goods being traded at major cities and posts along the way, and they would interdisperse their work and their business along it. See, it was in his name and in his authority that the early church believers were traveling and walking and working along these roads, sharing the good news with those that they came across and got to know as they traveled and did business or were working along the way. Have you ever heard of Florence Young? She was a young Australian woman who went to visit her brothers in the sugarcane plantation and for the first time found herself to have close neighbors from the Solomon Islands. Employees who were there on three-month contracts on a job scheme with the Australian government. As she found herself caring for them deeply, her heart became burdened by the fact that they didn't know Jesus. All the while feeling totally inadequate, she began to share what she knew with them, beginning with an illustration of a butterfly chrysalis. And so began the journey of the Solomon Islands being reached for Jesus. This woman who travelled to visit her brothers and allowed her heart to be open to new friends was a catalyst to a whole nation eventually having the opportunity to respond to Jesus. You know, I think a massive part of my journey was that in year nine, a good friend felt God place me on her heart. And for a whole year, she prayed for me and invited me to come along to youth. We were 13. <laughs> you know, who were the significant people in your journey who shared with you about Jesus? You know, maybe who were the people who shared with your parents or your grandparents? You know, as a youth worker, I had a few opportunities to travel up to Waitangi and to hear from local Māori komatoas who shared the journey of how the gospel was first shared in our nation. Samuel Marsden and Ohi Bay on Christmas Day, sharing the Christmas story and how miraculously God had been preparing the hearts of many of the Māori people already in New Zealand. And I encourage you, if you haven't looked in and learned the story of how the gospel came to our nation, that it's one worth learning about. See, the gospel has always been most powerfully carried by ordinary people sharing intentionally with those that have come across their path. So how can we respond to the go? Because sometimes we can get stuck, right? We've all been there. It's not always about the big moments and moving overseas and changing nations. I'm sure that Florence Young didn't know that she was going to change a nation by simply loving those that were now her neighbours. But it is about the lives that God places around us. 
See, most people don't receive the gospel from a stranger, but someone that they know and trust. So what are some practical things that we can do? Because I think it's always good to take stock and to look at our lives and go, how can I intentionally be investing in carrying the gospel and sharing it with others? You know, we can pray that God will break our hearts again for those that his heart is breaking for. It's easy for our hearts to become hardened, cynical, distracted and tired. Does anyone else agree? (laughs) We can ask God to open our eyes and to see people the way that he does. Yeah, maybe that might be seeing something in someone that no one else can see and being able to call that forth and speak that over them. We can pray and ask and think if there's anyone in our world that we can show an act of kindness to. Is there someone that we could offer to pray for, a blessing over their family, a need that they have, intentionally praying for them and also with them? as well. You know, how easy is it to say, oh, cool, I'll pray for you. But it's that little kind of like (gasps) moment of, can I pray with you now? You know, I've been reading a book at the moment called Across the Street and Around the World, and it just encourages us to actually take that step of praying with people. Because the power that that gives God to be able to, like obviously praying in our own personal times and praying for breakthrough and stuff, and it's not always, we can't always do that. But sometimes there's more opportunity than what we think there is as well. The one that I've also been challenged on is trying to figure out how I can do a little more is, is there someone in my world that I could ask if we could read the Bible together and to talk about who Jesus is? and just start a conversation? Is there a place that we could walk and pray regularly for people, that they would have, pray that they would have thoughts about God that they have never had before, and be declaring an open heaven over places? When I was working in Rickett in high school, one of the things we had to do was go to the assemblies, and they were back-to-back assemblies because they couldn't fit the whole school in. And So for two hours, I'd stand there, and the assemblies are boring, like, God bless teachers that run them, but, like... They were boring enough the first time around, let alone the second time around. But it was really important to the principal that we were there. And I was like, are you kidding me? I've got to stand here for two hours. Like, but I was, then I realized, I was like, I literally have the whole school in front of me. Over a two-hour period, I have a 1,000 students in front of me. And so I would just stand there and quietly pray over them, praying over that school, praying over their lives, praying over their hearts, and praying that there would be a move of God, that God would raise up leaders to carry the gospel within their school, praying for the teachers that they would have opportunity to love and share about Jesus. You know, all kinds of things, because they had a whole hour by that second stage, and it was really boring, so I was getting pretty creative. But, you know, is there opportunities in our everyday world where actually God has positioned us there because we can start to till the spiritual soil? You know, I know some people that go to work 15 minutes before everyone else just so they can go around the office or the work side and just pray over it and set the spiritual atmosphere for the day, taking all authority that's on heaven and that's been given to them and taking that over that place. And, you know, and I know they've had some, some really awesome conversations in the way that God has opened up things in those spaces. Are there people 
that we could invite into our homes for meals. You know, as particularly as Kiwis, we seem to be really reluctant to do that. But the more I connect with people, especially from other nations, it's something that they really deeply value. And they can go for such a long time coming to New Zealand, wanting to you know, embrace Kiwi culture and never be welcomed into a home. You know, it's just an easy thing, right? We're already eating, we're already having dinner. But, you know, is there some people in our world that actually we could go, hey, just come around for a meal and just see what God does in the midst of that? So God will use our lives if we are willing. It just sometimes takes some intentionality, some intentional steps on our part. You know, in a moment, you know, team, would you like to come back? We're going to sing authority. You know, my heart and my prayer is that we're reminded that it's on his authority and it's his name that we go. He has given us permission and he gives an incredible promise and assurance and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. We want to be a church that is filled with people whose lives have been filled with the hope of Jesus and are always willing to give him our yes and to share that with others, to live our lives intentionally on mission for Jesus. You know, would you stand with me for a moment, if you're able? there's a few things that I want to pray for this morning for this you know I know that there are some of you that are working in significant places of influence within our city and then you know and sometimes that you can feel that you can't share that there's no opportunities and that the kind of policies and procedures around and you know we want to we want to honor that stuff But I feel like Jesus wants to remind you that he's given you permission and it's on his authority that you are in these places. And I pray that he's going to give you wisdom to have discernment and understanding to why he's positioned you in these places, why he's put you in these positions of influence. And so, you know, I just love to pray for people. You know, if you are in the education sector, business sector and government positions and yeah, I'd just love to pray for you right now. And yeah, Father, I just thank you that you position us. We can think we're applying for jobs and that we have navigated these situations, but Lord, we recognize that your hand is upon it. And so, Father, I just pray right now, Lord, for each of these ones, Lord, in education and business and government sectors. Lord, may you equip them for the work that you have called them to. Lord, may they know a deep sense of your hand upon them, of your blessing upon them. And Lord, just as we have seen throughout the generations that the gospel has traveled throughout these means in the business world, 
Lord, may you grace them for what you have called them to. Father, may they be overflowing with your Holy Spirit. Father, fill them with your wisdom, Lord, to discern where you are working. Father, I pray you will bring across their path people of peace to be able to speak words of hope to through loving actions of kindness be able to see doors open for the gospel to be shared I just want to pray this morning as well for maybe those that you're struggling to have an encounter with Jesus because mission comes out of the ministry, right, when Jesus has ministered to us. And just with every eye closed, you know, maybe if, if that's you this morning, I just encourage you maybe just to put your hands in a posture of surrender. And I just want to pray for you. If you are seeking Jesus in an encounter with him, if you're going, I need to find Jesus before I tell anyone about him, you know, I'd just love to pray for you this morning. Father, I thank you that you say, seek and you will find me. And Lord, I thank you now that even in this moment, by this posture of surrender, Lord, for those that are seeking you, Father, I pray that they will have an encounter with you. Holy Spirit, will you reveal the truth of who Jesus is to them? Holy Spirit, May you show them the plans and the purposes that you have for them. The places to which you're calling them. The healing and the restoration that you want to do in their life. So that they have a testimony to carry of how God has redeemed and restored them. You know, right now, if you're struggling with anxiety and depression, I want to pray that you will know the peace of Jesus over your life. Father, we thank you for the hope that we have in Jesus. We thank you that everything must bow its knee. Every power and every principality must bow its knee to Jesus Christ. And so, Father, read right now we take authority over every sickness, every affliction, every cursed word that has been spoken over people. And we thank you that chains have been broken, things that have shackled us for generations, that we can know freedom in Jesus' name by His blood. So right now, Lord, we speak that in Jesus' name. Lord, for those that are wrestling and struggling and tired and weary. Lord, may they know the power of your Holy Spirit. The promises of Jesus. Freeing them, restoring them, and redeeming them for a kingdom purpose. Holy Spirit. Lord, right now we pray for our families. A massive mission field. 
God, we pray that you will help us to be a light in dark places, to be people of peace who carry hope, who carry love, who walk with people in order to help them find Jesus. Lord, we pray right now by the power of your Holy Spirit because of what Jesus has done. Lord, that we can be those people. Lord, under your authority, in Jesus' name, Father, let us be great carriers of a message of incredible hope.